This week on Heads and Tails, we interview Christian Lezer, who was a defensive back at Boston College, and we talk about his decision to retire from football after suffering his fifth concussion. Christian's story was sent to me by my youth football coach, Coach Harmon, um, who was actually at the game when I suffered from second impact syndrome, and I know he actually drove my dad to the hospital uh, to go meet the helicopter. And I'd like to thank him for giving me the lead on Christian's story. In this episode, Christian and I both share stories of playing through concussion symptoms and really how it ultimately led to the end of both of our careers, mine and second impact syndrome, and his in the decision to retire from football in the interest of his long-term health. I think that there's some great lessons to be learned from this episode from both of our mistakes. I think his decision was even more was even harder than mine because I didn't really have a choice. I have a huge scar on the side of my head that kind of reminds me as to why I can't play football anymore. But in Christian's case, it is still an invisible injury, you know, to the outside person. They can't see that or what's going on inside of his head. So I want to commend him on his maturity and courage to, you know, pull himself away from the game that he played his whole life and that he loves probably like a brother just like I did to the game of football and I really hope that you guys could learn something from this episode also be sure to listen to this episode all the way through to after uh, my interview with Christian because I share some of my own uh, concussion stories going back to when I was in sixth seventh eighth grade and in high school and kind of how I hit my symptoms uh, from those experiences hope you guys enjoy it thanks guys Kevin Sam, you're listening to the Heads and Tails podcast. We share stories of perseverance and inspiration in sports and in life. Christian, could you start just by talking about your sports background growing up, what sports you played, and what uh, position you you played in football, and kind of what you loved most about playing football? Uh, yeah, I grew up in a really small town in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. It's uh, right by Penn State. Uh, I played pretty much every sport you can possibly think of growing up but in high school I played uh, football basketball baseball and was on the track and field team for a little bit uh, and football I played uh, in high school I played everywhere uh, quarterback running back wide receiver on defense played linebackers uh, safety uh, corner so uh, you know I had a um, a lot of sports in my background and then I was able to uh, get the opportunity to come here to Boston College, and you know that was a great experience. And unfortunately, ended uh, a little earlier than I would have liked. But all right. So, what made you choose Boston College over other schools? What what other schools were you recruited by? Uh, I was recruited by uh, you know most of the schools in the Northeast, and then I had uh, my final two came down, or my final three was uh, Rutgers, uh, University of Arizona, and Boston College. And I chose Boston College just because it was, I mean, it wasn't close to home, but it was uh, closer to home. And, uh, you know, the academics there are top-notch. It's a great school. Um, I was going to be in the city of Boston. You know, I was going to be around a big city, have great academics, and be able to play in the Atlanta Coastal Conference, one of the best conferences in the country. So it was kind of hard to pass up. Right, yeah, I don't blame you. I was actually a, a student equipment manager at Rutgers Football. So oh, I, really? Yeah, we would have crossed paths. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so that's cool. So let's um, – what, what kind of injuries did you suffer, uh, you know, growing up in high school and kind of talk about y your concussions and were they diagnosed and uh, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I didn't really have any major injuries in high school. I mean, I tore my labrum and uh, like fractured my collarbone. But I mean, that was nothing compared to like what a lot of other guys. Uh, I was a broken collarbone guy, too. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so in high school, I had three concussions. One was diagnosed that I knew about at the time. Two of the other ones, I knew that I had a concussion, but kind of hid it from my uh, coach and everything because, you know, I, I wanted to keep playing. I didn't want to be taken off the field. Uh, I hit it pretty well. Uh, I knew something was wrong. I had uh, a lot of headaches, you know, after the – I knew something was up during the game. I, I it was kind of woozy, you know, it wasn't right. Was this uh, like during varsity and, football or freshman yeah, football? Yeah, bar- yeah, I played varsity all four years. Oh, and, uh, look at you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, big deal over here. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Um, uh, and uh, so after the games, I had massive headaches, and uh, I was really nauseous, and uh, I, was, I was vomiting. So I, I knew vomiting? Something. You didn't say anything? Nah, I, I just, you know, I knew something was wrong, but, you know, football's a violent game, so you take hits to the head, and, you know, you don't really think twice about it, you know. I, I knew something was wrong, and I, I probably should have said something looking back on it now, but I, I didn't at the time and uh, played through it. I'm lucky uh, nothing really bad happened, like as in your case. You know, after the concussion, the, my last concussion at Boston College, I knew something was wrong, um, and talking with those guys. Uh, so now that I know what I know about concussions now, I definitely should have said something looking back to prevent any serious injuries because like you said the um, second impact syndrome can happen and it can be very serious right yeah i know i'm lucky to be alive for sure most people don't live from what happened to me so that's kind of why i started this whole podcast thing um can you kind of talk about the mechanism of injury for these concussions like were they helmet to helmet hits or did you slam your head on the ground like how how did they happen and was it like poor tackling form or or what and uh, two of them, uh, I remember, were, uh, you know, I was kind of just running the ball, got my legs taken out from under me and kind of landed really hard on my head. And one of them was definitely I took a helmet-to-helmet hit. So uh, in college, um, both of them were helmet-to-helmet hits. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, with, with mine, I, the week before I had a helmet-to-helmet hit, I was a freaking caveman. I was a fullback and a linebacker, and basically <laughs> I just lived to, like, run people over. Yeah. So I tried to do that. That's where I sustained the first concussion. My second concussion the, the week after, like, same thing, kid had me by the legs, and another kid comes in, goes right for my head, and that was kind of all she wrote on that one. Yeah. So did you feel pressured like, from your coaches to keep playing through these concussions, or uh, was it your teammates, or was it just strictly intrinsic from you that you just were an athlete, a competitor, and you just wanted to keep playing? Uh, no, that was strictly for me, just as being a competitor. You know, I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be with my teammates. And, I, you know, I felt like if I came out, I'd be letting them down. And, you know, that was the biggest thing I, I dealt with is just like I feel like I was, I was letting people down, you know, if yeah. I uh, came out of the game. So, you know, I stayed in there and uh, finished it out. And like, fortunately, nothing happened. So Right. So, so now you don't have any, any kind of symptoms like post-concussion? You don't still have headaches or anything like that? Uh, no, I'm uh, symptom-free. Well, that's good. That, yeah, you're you're lucky in that regard for sure. Yeah. Um. So, did you notice a huge difference between uh, the high school and the college game in terms of the collisions on the field or uh, that anything like that? Um. Yeah. I mean, like every and once you get to college, everybody's big, everybody's fast, everybody's just as just as athletic as you are. So, I mean, the guys are. I mean, the running backs are uh, as big as the linebackers in high school. So, and they're they're running hard. So, I mean. Obviously, there's going to be big hits, and football is a very violent game, especially at the collegiate level. So there's, it's kind of unavoidable to uh, not take a hit each play uh, at the college level. I mean, so you're going to uh, get hit. Right, yeah, I know what you mean. So when you received that last concussion, 
did the athletic trainer on the field say that you're done or did you go to the doctor and then you kind of talked it over with your friends? Like how did that whole process work? And I kind of want to know what your thoughts and feelings were because another reason why I started the podcast is because I know when I couldn't play football anymore, I was literally being wheeled into surgery when the doctor told me that I would never set foot on a football field again. And I just bawled my eyes out. And it was really for like a two-year span that – you know, I was really struggling like emotionally because football was my life, and I, I was I almost felt like it was like ripped away from me. It wasn't like it was senior night and I you know played my last game with all my buddies. It was like I woke up that morning and didn't think it was going to be my last game. So, what was your thought process when you were told that you couldn't play anymore? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't right away when it happened. It was kind of a long process. After the last concussion that I suffered, you know, I was kind of, uh, I didn't know where I was at on the field. Uh, the trainer kind of pulled me aside. We, we went through all the protocol for uh, concussions. Uh, they took me in. You know, nothing really, it was kind of just like another concussion for me at the time. You know, I mean, obviously you're worried about it, but you're just kind of going through the motions, everything you have to do, getting checked by the medical staff and whatnot. And it wasn't until, um, you know, the symptoms, the weeks after, the symptoms just kept lingering lingering on and on you know I was having trouble focusing in class I was I was just in a kind of kind of like a fog all the time uh, my memory was off and that lasted for up to four weeks and that's kind of when the doctors kind of called me and my family in and sat us down and said hey like this is something we really got to start to worry about now like if you have another concussion we don't know what could happen and um, so you know we, we got to look at the pros and cons of continuing to play and in the end for me you know as much as I love football as much as I love the game and as hard as it was to hang it up you know it just wasn't worth my long-term uh health right especially when you see guys like yeah junior Seau and all those guys that like you know get to a really dark place and you know take exactly. their lives i, I don't yeah. i don't think that like during my little depression field that i don't think i got to the point where i was going to kill myself but i was definitely really upset so let me let me see i had some other questions for you okay so what what kind of new outlet uh, have you had since football? You haven't had football anymore. Are you still involved with the team at all, or are you? You said the other week that you were still working out. I know CrossFit was like a huge outlet for me when I couldn't uh, play sports anymore. Um, so what's what's your new outlet? Uh, you know, I've really just been focusing on academics now. You know, I have a lot more time to study, so and I know that's the most important thing for me now. And it always, and I mean, besides football, obviously the academics are the most important thing when you come to college. Um. But for me, personally, I've had a lot of extra free time, so I've been spending that studying. I've been going to the gym a lot. You know, I've been trying to – I'm actually trying to play baseball right now. So I've been training a lot for baseball. I've been hitting every single day and oh, cool. fielding and stuff like that. So. so you're a baseball guy too. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Go so football-baseball combo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to uh, go that route right now. Um, There's actually a kid named Pat Kivelhan. He went to Rutgers, uh-huh. and he played for four years on the football team. Uh-huh. And then his senior year, I guess he had like a, a fifth year. He still had eligibility. He played baseball, and he was like Biggie's player of the year. It was unbelievable. Really? Now he's in the Seattle organization. So you never know, dude. That could that could be you too. Yeah, um, that's good. I think that being able to play baseball too would definitely be a obviously a, a new outlet to kind of get your competitive juices going. Yeah. So. Did you go in and tell your coach and have a conversation like, uh, I'm deciding not to play anymore? Because um, I'm sure you're the kind of guy who like doesn't quit things. So it, nah. did you feel like you were quitting or it was more just like a decision in, in your best interest? 
Uh, well, the coaches were involved the whole time. They were very supportive. So, like, everything that the doctors told me, the coaches were right there with me. They were in all the meetings, like, with me and the doctors, and my, or the doctors, my family and I. So, you know, it wasn't like I just kind of, like, um, put it on the coach, like, one day. You know what I'm saying? So Right. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> knew what was going on. Yeah, right. they, they knew what was going on from uh, the first day that it happened, you know. They were the ones that kind of encouraged me. They said, hey, like, you know. We, we you you're a good player and everything but like you, you know this is this is your health you know this isn't anybody else's life this is your life and then all the risks um taking all the risks into account you know if you were my kid like i don't know if i'd let you continue playing so when, once they kind of said that you know i kind of was like yeah you're, you know what you're right you know this probably isn't um worth the risk of my long-term health right do you have any regrets uh about like not sitting out for concussions or anything like that do you think that you know do you have any regrets looking back on your your football career uh no i've i've nothing but appreciation looking back on my career i have no regrets at all you know i mean looking back on it now in high school i should i have probably sat out some of the games uh, uh um where i knew something was up probably but would i have uh i don't think i would if i would were to go back yeah, no, I'm actually in the same boat. Like looking yeah. back, I don't regret anything that I did. And the, the yeah. sad part is, if I would put myself back in my 17 year old shoes and had to make the same choice again to either uh-huh. tell my coach or not tell my coach, exactly. I would probably make the same exact choice that I made. Exactly. Which is kind of scary, but yeah, it's um, a, you know, I just believe everything happens for a reason, and what happened to me was it was unfortunate, but it was it was kind of meant to happen, and. You know, you just kind of when one door closes, another opens. You just kind of got to live with it. And now I'm on to the next chapter of my life. Right. That's that's a good mentality, and it, it, I didn't pick that up as as soon as or as quick as you did when I, you know, was going through that. Yeah. It took me years. Like I was always, people would say, like, "Oh yeah, everything happens for a reason," right? I'm like, <laughs> "Does it?" Because I'm pretty miserable right now. Yeah. Um, but you're right. In the you know, in the end, it you know everything does happen for a reason. So you got to kind of hold on to that. Um, okay. What do you want your, your football legacy to be? So if, if like your coaches talk about you, uh, in the future to, you know, other upcoming football players, what, what do you want them to say about you? You know, probably just that I always was a hard worker, you know, always gave it my all. I was, uh, um, able to have a lot of success in my football career and, you know, it, it, it was, uh, a lot it was unfortunate ending for me, you know, I, my career ended a lot earlier than I wanted it to, but you know, probably my, what I'd want my football legacy to be was just that I was always a, a team player, a hard worker. And, uh, <laughs> something, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question for me to answer, you know? Right. Yeah. You're kind of yeah close. Uh, it's the timing is uh, a little, yeah. Sad. Um, all right. Okay. If you could give advice to any kids, uh, playing football growing up, about concussions what would you tell them uh i would the biggest thing i would tell them is like you know you're not letting anybody down the biggest thing with me is that i struggle with with the concussions and having to hang it up was that i was letting people down you know everybody that supported me along the way all my teammates my coaches was that i was letting them down and they were going to be disappointed in me and you know you can't think about it that way you know if if it's your health it's nobody else's health it's not your your coaches your teammates or anybody you know it's your health right and as hard as that is to like kind of go over in your mind you know you you're not letting anybody down and you have to do what's best for you so right. um you like you're not letting anybody down and you know 
your health is the most important thing. Now, I always have this like argument that like if you have an ankle injury sometimes like a you know there's stuff that you could play through and then there's also your head and when it comes to your oh, head yeah yeah it's one of those things that you kind of gotta you know take yourself yeah. out it's, that, was, that was one of the things uh uh the coaches told me they said hey you can play you can live with a messed up shoulder you can live with a messed up uh messed up knee you can live with a uh, messed up wrist or whatever but you can't uh live with a messed up head right are you worried about uh, your future at all? Like knowing with all the CTE and all that stuff like that? Um, not right now. You know, I, I think like if, if my concussion symptoms would have kept lingering on and they wouldn't have been better, I, I think I, w- it w- I would have definitely thought twice about it. But right now I'm 100% symptom free, haven't had any problems for a few weeks now. So it's not something that's on my mind. That's great to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. It's like you really have no control over it. So why exactly. worry about it kind yeah. of thing? Um, all right. Uh, let's just finish up by talking about what your goals for the future are. I know you're playing baseball and you're studying um, business marketing. So, what's your your plan for the next the next few years? Uh, for the next few years, I'm just kind of kind of uh, finish up my degree. I'm I was fortunate enough that they're keeping me on scholarship here at Boston College. So, uh, I'm gonna finish up my degree. Probably go to grad school after that. Um, what do you want to go to grad school for? Uh, something in the business field. I'm not sure yet. Um, get my master's in business and uh, something like that, and uh, hopefully uh, try to play baseball and see where that takes me. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I would love to do like a, a follow up interview a year from now and see how yeah. uh, how you're doing. Yeah. Well, all right, Christian. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and share your story. Um, and I wish you the best of luck. And maybe in a year from now, we'll. Uh, We'll do another follow-up interview. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. I'll, I'll send you the links and stuff uh, when I post this. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Christian. Yep. See you, bud. See you. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Christian Lezer. And I wanted to finish this episode just sharing some of my own stories uh, about playing with concussions and how it's an easy thing to do since it's an invisible injury. And the earliest concussion that I can remember is probably in, it was in seventh grade. I remember we were in, it was just a practice like towards the end of the season and we were just going through some, some plays uh, for that week. And I remember trying to run the safety over on the, the scout team, and I did. But I remember seeing this huge, you know, blue flash of light after I did it. And then I had some serious headaches afterwards. I remember I just went home. I uh, went to my dad's house, and I just I didn't even change. I didn't shower. I literally just went to bed because my head hurt, hurt me so bad. And eventually the symptoms went away. I played, you know, later that week, and really nothing else came of it. And then probably this, the year after that, I remember I was returning a kick. I was returning a kickoff. And I wasn't a very shifty player. I didn't really have too many lateral moves. It was more just uh, caveman meathead style, just trying to run people over. So that doesn't really fare too well for people who are on kickoff and kick return, considering you're running full speed at each other. But anyway, I tried to do that. And I remember seeing that blue flash of light again after I made after we made contact and I played the rest of the game really didn't have any any symptoms afterwards now in high school I used to get this one thing when I would make a tackle where I would get this double vision that would last for about 20 seconds 
and I would always talk myself out of it being any sort of concussion because I would just I just thought that it was my helmet sliding down over my eyes and it did something to my eyes. It wasn't anything to do with my head. Now this probably happened at least like 20 times during my high school career. So that just kind of goes to show you how many concussions I've had. But the only time I remember actually taking myself out of a game for for this symptom was my freshman year. We were playing uh, Randolph High School. I remember we were like, it was like fourth and one, and they were going into our end zone, like from our uh, like five or six yard line. So it was kind of a, you know, a, a situation of high importance. So I thought that since I can't really see anything, and I probably wouldn't be able to make a tackle if I if I had to, because I couldn't see the running back, then I should probably take myself out and put someone in who could actually see. So after that one play, I went back in because I, I didn't have the double vision anymore. And I really didn't have any other sy- symptoms that uh, went along with that. Um, other than having that double vision every time I, not every time I made a tackle, but multiple times throughout my career. Uh, also, my freshman year, we were playing East Orange High School. And that was definitely a, a rough game for me. I was definitely got pretty beat up. But I remember... They had this linebacker who was pretty big. He had to be like over like 220 pounds. And for a freshman, if you're weighing 200 to 220, you're you're doing you're doing pretty good in the, in the league. So I kept trying to run him over on these belly on these belly plays. I was a fullback and we ran belly all the time in the wing tee. And I remember I tried to run him over and I did. And I saw that blue flash of light again. And really the whole rest of the game, I was just like kind of out of it and I was just like kind of fending for my life, um, just trying to survive out there. Uh, I remember after the, that game, I had a little bit of a headache, and I just wasn't really feeling like myself. Um, but it really didn't – those those um, symptoms didn't really linger too long. Uh, my only diagnosed concussion in high school was actually my junior year, and that was when we were playing uh, Mount Olive High School, and we were getting uh, our asses kicked, to, to say the least. And – I got hit on a crackback block, so I was playing inside linebacker, and they did a pitch play uh, to the outside. So I started, you know, running with the running back who who got the who received the pitch, and they had a guy out in the slot who was basically a, a wide receiver. So he his job was to come in and block me. The only problem is I couldn't I didn't see him because I was looking at the running back. So he had like a clean shot uh, right at me and kind of depleted me. And I remember being like really confused after the play. And I remember going back into the huddle, and our quarterback, uh, well, in the next series, uh, our quarterback called the play. And I remember, like, knowing what the play was, but I couldn't know. I remember hearing this play before, but I couldn't. I was just so confused. I had no idea what to do, and I didn't know what I had to do in the play until the ball was snapped. And, I I mean, I made it work, but I kind of was like, yeah, something's up. And I even remember my athletic trainer coming up to me, um, after one of the plays, they they put their JV squad in at, at the end of the game because they were winning by so much, and I pulled off a pretty good run. Um, not that that really means anything because it was their JV team against our varsity team. But anyway, uh, I kind of stumbled, and she noticed that. Uh, I kind of said, well, yeah, nothing's wrong with me, nothing's wrong with me. So I just kept playing. I'm like, hey, this is kind of fun playing against a JV team. Maybe I'll score a touchdown. Uh, and I did. So that kind of further validated that maybe I am all right. Uh, but after the game, I still felt really out of it and actually went to go see uh, Suzanne, uh, Miss Barba, as everyone calls her at our high school. And I was later diagnosed with a concussion. So I really only sat out for practice that week. And then I got cleared to play 
the following game against Livingston High School. And there was really no, at that time, this was, this was in 2006, and there really, like, there was no concussion education program. There was no return-to-play protocols. It was kind of just like, yeah, you got a concussion, I guess sit out a week. Um, nothing really about symptoms. Really wasn't, there, we didn't have any impact testing or anything like that. So I went, I played the next week. I remember in the warm-ups for the, the, the game the next week, we started doing these little like light hitting drills just to kind of like get moving. And I started seeing stars. I'm like, oh, God, this probably isn't good. I'm like, I'm already seeing stars. I'm not even doing anything. But I actually had one of like the best games of my life in that game. I think we had like three running backs that rushed for over 150 yards. So it was a good game. I played terrible on defense probably because I was afraid to hit my head. But anyway, we had a good – we won, and it was a good game. And for the rest of the season, I really didn't have any, any head issues. Now, for my senior year, it kind of got – worse as it went along so I was always a chronic leg cramper and I actually had a pulled hamstring because of that because my my hamstring was tight after I, I had a cramp one one game so I started off with a pulled hamstring and then that wasn't terrible I played with it and then I eventually separated my shoulder so I separated my AC joint and that was actually really really painful and I worked with our athletic trainer to kind of pad it up a little bit because I really wanted to play as my senior year wanted to win a state championship you know so I'm not gonna let that that kind of get in my way so I started hitting my other shoulder and then I strained the rotator cuff on my other shoulder so I really had nothing else to hit with but my head so it really shouldn't be a surprise that I um, ended my career the way that I did I eventually sustained a concussion that was not diagnosed because I'd never told my symptoms this was after this concussion I, I really I just talked myself out of it because the only symptom that I had was a headache, but it was an excruciating headache. It wasn't like any headache I've ever had before, and that that's why I should have said something, but at the time, we also didn't have a lot of concussion education, so in my mind, if I didn't lose consciousness on the field, if I wasn't vomiting and I wasn't nauseous, that's why with the Christian Lezer interview, I like when he said he was vomiting, I'm like, damn, you didn't tell anyone? Because um, that, that probably would have scared me enough to, to say something, but... Anyway, I only had the headache, so I kind of just played with it, and it just never went away. Like, usually you get a headache after a game or something, and it goes away the next day. This was actually just getting worse as it was going. So I remember we had practice the next day, and I was trying to – we always would run. We'd do some some light running to kind of run out the soreness, as our coach would say. Um, it felt like punishment because we always lost. So, But anyway, we were running out the soreness, and uh, – it felt like my brain was like bouncing inside my head. That's how bad my head hurt. And I was just like not myself all week. And I like voluntarily sat out of gym class because I just, it, my head just hurt me so bad. I just didn't feel like doing anything. And in practice, you know, I, I was, I was a fullback. So, you know, I was trying, I, I was always like a big hitter on the team and I was avoiding contact just because my head was just hurt me so bad. So, um, eventually, you know, I was, I was concerned about it, but I really didn't think anything was going to happen to me. And the crazy part is my mom was actually on a business trip in, in Florida this week, and she never missed a game in my entire life. So this is the first game that she wasn't going to be at. And she had read a people magazine article about a kid who played with a concussion and he died from second impact syndrome. And I was like, she's like, Kevin, maybe you have, I was telling my mom that I was, my head was hurting me a little bit. And she's like, Kev, maybe you uh, have a concussion. You should go get that checked out. I'm like, no, it's probably a science infection or something. You know, I'll be fine. Um, 
little did she know, or little did we did we know that I actually was going to su- sustain second impact syndrome. So going into that game, I took four Advil, kind of hoping that the pain would go away, and it really didn't. So, you know, just before halftime, or just before the end of the first quarter, I got hit in the side of the head, started seeing blurred vision, brush it off, saying like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, sweat my eyes or something like that. And then just before halftime, you know, I had I got tackled by the legs. I was going down, and then a, a defender from the other team went right from my head. So I just remember seeing this like white shoulder pad come right at my head, and then I slammed my head on the ground. So when I was, after I sl- slammed my head on the ground, I uh, after I slammed my head on the ground, I thought that it should have been a late hit or a flag should have been thrown for unnecessary roughness because the kid really didn't have to do that. Like I was already going down anyway. He was kind of just like putting the finishing touch on me. So. When I stood up, I couldn't feel my legs. So at this point, I was like freaking out because I knew something was seriously wrong. I'm like, I know kids who have had concussions, and I've you know hit my head a few times before, but I don't remember anyone ever saying that they couldn't feel their legs. So I knew something was serious, and then I started feeling nauseous. So I uh, I walked to the sideline, and then that was when I collapsed, had the grand mal seizure, wasn't breathing, and I was eventually diagnosed with uh, second impact syndrome. So the moral of this story with both mine and Christian's uh, experiences with playing with concussions is kind of like, you know, my dream was to play college football. I, I really wanted to play. I mean, at the time, I wanted to play at Lehigh University. That was, you know, my my dream. And because I played with a concussion and I didn't listen to my body, you know, throughout the whole process with the shoulder and everything like that, you know, my career was cut short and you know had I sat out a week or two I probably could have you know at least tried to play at at Lehigh or at another school but because I decided to play with a concussion uh, you know my career is over and I know Christian's story you know his didn't end like mine did but you know it's it's hard to say I guess we'll never know for sure but it could his career could have been cut short because he did play through those concussions and maybe it left him more susceptible to you know impacts later on throughout his career I mean we'll never know but I think there's something to be said about what you know he said that even his coaches said this like you know you could live with you know a messed up wrist a messed up shoulder not that I'm saying that like like in my case I play with a bad shoulder and I think it actually led to my head injury so I'm not trying to promote playing through those kind of injuries or you know diminishing the severity of any injury but you can live with a messed up leg you know messed up you know shoulder that kind of thing but you only got one head. You can't you can't do anything about that. So it's definitely concussions are something that you need to take seriously. Um, and I really hope that this episode got that message across. One last thing I wanted to touch on for this episode was the idea of letting people down um, and by you know sitting out a game. And this actually reminds me of a game in my junior year we played Morris Knowles, and this was actually. My junior season was actually the closest that we ever got to making the playoffs. And had we won this game, we would have actually made the playoffs. And this was the week after uh, we all had that 150-yard rushing game. And we were feeling pretty good. We were pretty much winning the whole game, I think. And towards the end of the game, they started coming back. And I actually uh, left the game with what turned out to be bruised ribs. And... You know, I never really uh, forgave myself for that because once I'm not saying that because I left the game that we that's why we lost, but after I left the game, that was when we lost. So 
I mean, however I internalized it at the time, I felt like I let my team down and we eventually, you know, didn't win enough games that season to make it to the playoffs. So my senior year, I was like, there is no way in freaking hell that I'm ever coming off this field unless I am like unconscious or my leg is like protruding out of my skin, you know? So that was the mentality that I had going into it. And, you know, looking back, it it's like... That was really the only time that I actually listened to my body and, you know, kind of preserved myself for, you know, a, a, a second. But, in, you know, in sports, you know, no matter what sport it is, that's not really what is glorified. You know, self-sacrifice is always glorified. Um, but like Christian and I said, it, you know, when it comes to your head or, you know, really any injury, you know, if you want to keep playing long into the future and have a long high school career, a long college career, and maybe even play professionally, you got to take care of yourself, you know, or you're going to end up like, like we did, you know? Um, I hope that uh, Christian has a, a successful baseball career over at Boston college. We'll definitely be uh, keeping, keeping tabs on how he's doing up there. Um, but the point I want to get across is that in the long run, you're really only going to be letting yourself down because you're not going to be able to do the things that you wa- you still want to do, you know? I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. If you haven't already done so, give us a like on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at Heads and Tails. That's heads as in your head, the letter N, then T-A-L-E-S, uh, like you're telling the story. And uh, make sure that you, uh, if you if you guys are liking these episodes, I'd really appreciate it if you went over to iTunes and just left us a, a review, preferably five stars, but any kind of review, then that helps spread the message uh, about the podcast so more and more people can, can learn about, you know, what we're trying to, to teach over here and to, you know, spread my, uh, my interviewees' stories, um, you know, all over the world, and we can make this thing bigger and bigger every week. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.